The NTT IndyCar Series. It's human versus machine, against all odds, every single lap. The ones who risk it all, battling not just each other, but the menaces hidden within the most challenging tracks in motorsports. Pushing 240 miles per hour and taking 5Gs to the neck just for fun. Fractions of a second lost or gained in every corner, adding up to defeat or victory. Experience the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix this Sunday on NBC and Peacock at 3 o'clock Eastern. This is Geek News Central. My name is Todd Cochran, coming to you as live as it can be. The lead story today, around 79% of American workers believe AI will threaten their salary and lead to pay cuts, new survey finds. How computer games encourage kids to spend cash. Google begins opening access to generative AI in search. And Google also wants to target you. Yes, you directly to you with AI-generated ads. I want to welcome you to episode 1,672 of the Geekness Central podcast for Thursday, May 25th. This show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com and listeners just like you. Great deals from GoDaddy can be found at geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. You, yes you, can support this show today at geeknesscentral.com forward slash insider. And find out how to support us with value for value. I want to welcome all the new listeners of the show. Thanks for being here. Make sure you get over to geeknewscentral.com. Check out all the great content my writers produce over there. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast while you're there and sign up for the newsletter. You can join our chat room at geeknews.chat. That's a Mastodon chat server. That's where all the cool kids hang out. Just say you're a listener of GNC and I will approve your access or just follow me at geeknews at geeknews.chat. Of course, we have a Discord channel as well. That link is in the show notes. You can always contact me via email, geeknews at gmail.com, or on Twitter at geeknews. Be sure to follow me on Facebook as well. All the partner shows that we have, they're linked at geeknewscentral.com. That includes the new media show, The Gadget Professor with Mr. Don Bain, and the GNC Weekend Review with our executive producer, Kirk, and his co-host, Scott. Check out all those great shows at geeknewcentral.com. Of course, this show is sponsored by the longest-running continuous sponsor of a podcast. That's our good friends at GoDaddy. You can save large by going over to geeknewcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Our May promotion is wrapping up. We hope that all of you will, that are looking to get online, to get a domain name, to start a hosting account, to basically start an online business, you have an opportunity here to save large. 30% off on new product purchases for 99.com. So brand new customers, even if you transfer one in, again, for new customers only, or $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year with a free domain and $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year with a free domain. Those are the two best deals on the planet in the known universe for hosting. Again, $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year with a free domain and $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year, again, with a free domain. You also can try a free trial of GoDaddy Website Builder, your choice of Personal business or business plus plans, that's a one-month free trial. We want to thank you very much for your ongoing support of our sponsor. Again, you save large when you use my promo codes. The hosting deals are the best, really, in the planet. 
to get started and get online. It's a great way to go. Sign up for a year and again, lock in that price. Sign in for two years. You're going to get a little bit of a discount for the second year, but uh, lock her in. Lock it in today. Geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy is the place to look for those savings. Of course, we are live and lit at this point. We are alive now on podcasting apps that support live. We're only streaming audio until after about the middle of June. So audio only. A few people on the video side said, hey, where have you went? And we're over here. We're just doing audio uh, through again about the middle of, of June. So, uh, hey, I hope everyone's ready for the Memorial Day weekend. This is really kind of the official kickoff for for summer and everything else that goes on. And a lot of you will be barbecuing, have things planned. I plan on uh, doing the same and enjoying the Memorial Day weekend to its fullest. And uh, again, this remote roadshow is going to continue. Uh, we're in a new location today and uh, everything's peachy. We're great. So I hope you're all doing well. And uh, we'll go into the whole content today here in just a second. It's just been, I've been like, um, for a better word, putting in more hours than I normally do. And it's largely because I'm, I'm just working from a single location. I'm not having to, to move around. And it just makes for productivity to be super, super high. So uh, definitely, again, looking forward to uh, some... Uh, uh, relaxation and uh, maybe a few beers over the weekend, over the Memorial Day weekend. So uh, I hope you again, I hope you enjoy it as well. Let's go ahead and get into the stack. We had a great lineup of content today. And, you know, it's kind of surprising because we're not going to have a show on Monday because it's Memorial Day. So you kind of expect things to kind of taper off in the end of the week, but it really, really hasn't. With this new survey coming out with 79% of American workers believing AI will threaten their salary and lead to pay cuts, it's concerning. And 86% of workers are willing to take a cut in salary if AI can help them work less, which is interesting. And I'm not finding that to be the case at this point. What I'm finding is, is that it, it's more like the situation. What's going on here? Uh, okay, there it goes. What I'm finding is that the, um, I, I, I have, well, I save time, but I work, more. I guess that's maybe the right way to say it. So I don't know, but the survey was carried out via a, a survey platform and they talked to 3,000 employed Americans. And uh, again, 79% were fearful. And then uh, 82% of millennials feeling this way as well. Meanwhile, 76% of Gen Zers and a similar percentage of other generations echoed the feeling. And also 78% of workers were unsure about whether AI could lead to wage declines across the country. 74% of all workers felt the incorporation of AI in the workplace may result in them losing their jobs. Of course, we talked about that on the last show. So uh, this is, uh, that's some pretty big numbers there. And uh, we'll see. I had a little bit of an audio drop off. Hope it didn't affect uh, you guys. I think the plug worked out a little bit. I don't know what's going on there, but I have to check that after the show. We've got the uh, roadcaster on the road here with me. Good article on the BBC, how computer games are encouraging kids to spend cash and how kids lose, lose interest if they don't have money to spend in games and how they'll switch a game and play for a while. And then if they don't have money to 
buy things in the game, then they'll do the same thing. They'll kind of uh, lose interest. And they've gamified these games so much in buying stuff that it's basically they can't have as good of experience and as much fun or be the cool kid on the block. And um, we know that the global online microtransaction market is at $67.94 billion dollars. And it's expected to grow to $76.66 billion in 2023. So it shows you where the money's really being made in these online games. And they're using behavioral psychology to manipulate users into spending, says Professor Sarah Mills. And the link between gaming and gambling is becoming increasingly blurred. Vicki Schobolt, chief executive of ParentZone, an organization which helps parents navigate the digital world for children, is more specific about how games incentivize players. She says, by spending, players can avoid the grind. Where making in-game purchase means you avoid hours of monotonous gaming to progress to another level. Fun pain is where you risk losing something important if you don't make a purchase. Meanwhile, obfuscation techniques like in-game currencies make it hard to see how much you're really spending. Another tacky's is the use of loot boxes. Players buy a box without knowing what's inside. It could came a, could contain a game-changing item, but more often than not, the prize is nothing more than a meter core customization. So young kids are really, really impacted big here on this, and it's a good story to look at. So make sure you're managing your kids' online spending, especially within these games, because, uh, you know, it's just like the old days when the phone bills were run up. This could be the gaming bill run up. Google has begun opening access to generative AI in search. And if you've signed up for the Search Lab waitlist, keep an eye on your inbox. So this began rolling out today. It's opening access to the GSC, excuse me, SGE and other search labs in the U.S. If you haven't already, again, you'll have to sign up for the waitlist. And this was revealed at Google I.O. earlier this month. And Google SGE is the company's infusion of conversational AI into the classic search experience. So if someone gets access to this, I would love to see you do some searches on this show, my name. I have not signed up yet. I'm going to have to because I I think this is going to fundamentally change search engine results. And you just wonder how... Now, how the search engine optimization game is going to change completely and whether or not sites like mine are going to be impacted negatively from this new type of search. With the amount of content that we have on the website and original content, I would hope not. Google wants to target you. Yes, target you in a big way. And the first time I hear an ad that is directed at me that uses my name, I'm probably going to have a hard look at what I'm doing online. But Google plans to roll generative AI tools that can automatically create online advertising campaigns personalized to your search queries. And they're ramping up the efforts to inject more AI into its core business. But this is very scary. I point out that Google has been using machine learning systems in advertising for a while and neural network powers its smart bidding and performance max features to help automate some process for advertisers and optimizes different metrics to capture audience. It's rolling out so-called automatically created assets since last year, which can offer machine-made titles 
and copy for web ads. So AI is now becoming foundational to Google ads. So they're going to push more generative AI capabilities into the hands of the advertisers. So it claims. Now, this is how it's apparently a work in practice. Excuse me. This is how it's apparently work, works in practice. Google Performance Max tools analyze a supplied language landing page to a generally appropriate headline, text description, and images to use Google served web apps. Advertisers can review those suggested designs and edit and pick the right text or images to customize the final look. Those ads are then shown to Google users when they search using keywords automatically identified by the internet giant as the most relevant to the advertiser. So we'll see. But uh, first time I see an ad with my name on it, yep, going to freak out. How about you? Where do you think this is headed? Where do you think this search Generative search, search targeting, advertising, AI search. How do you think it's going to change things? Do you think that there's going to be major winners and losers in this battle? That I'm yet to really see. I rely a lot on Google search traffic. I'll be very frank. I rely a lot on it. So time will tell where this is going to lead to. Alibaba says they're going to hire this year, refuting layoff claims. Alibaba, based out of Shanghai, said on Thursday it planned to hire 15,000 people this year, dismissing rumors of a company plan 20% cut. So we'll see if they really do that or not. little shot of a Red Bull here. Okay, so Carl Pai, he is the, I believe, the founder of a phone, the Nothing Phone. So the Nothing Phone 2 launch is expected uh, in July. And uh, there's a great article that talks about this phone and the difference they're making and how they're approaching the Android market. So definitely you'll want to check this article out if if you're a Nothing Phone fan. But again, coming globally in July. Also, Paramount Plus and Showtime are streaming at 50% off for three months to new subscribers again Paramount Plus and Showtime streaming is 50% off for three months to new subscribers because they're getting ready to raise the prices. So if you get in before the price increase at the end of the next month, you can save 50% on the subscription for 90 days. Uh, but after the 90 days, then bada bing, bada boom, you'll have a, a raised price. So just be aware of that. Link is in the show notes for you to see the details. Now, Samsung has a brand new 32-inch tablet. It costs $5,000, but the catch is has a refrigerator attached to it. It's the Spoke Family Hub Plus Smart Fridge. It was announced at CES, and again, it costs $5,000 and also a matter controller. So do you really need a smart fridge? Do you really need to have a 32-inch tablet attached to the front of it that uh, will probably break like any other Samsung thing? I'm not a fan of Samsung refrigerators. I'm just going to be kind of, I I love their TVs. I love a lot of their products, but I am not a fan of their their refrigerators, largely for one reason and one reason alone. And I guess it's the same way for a lot of refrigerators. They just have this such a high failure rate you know, they're like buying a computer. Every two, three years, you got to buy a new refrigerator. And, uh, you know, I, 
I, I look at refrigerators that my mom has that out that she has in her garage that've been running for twenty five years, and then ones that they you know ones recently bought they're already dead. You know, three to five years it seems like on refrigerators. I, I don't know about your experience, but it's just to me. I just don't think these appliances are made to last anymore. They want they want them to expire and throw them in the landfill. Adobe has an entry-level smart home security kit. It only costs $160, but it's dropping HomeKit support, which is interesting. It's maintaining support for Google Home and Amazon Alexa. It's a, The HomeKit thing is kind of like a standard. I'm just surprised they're dropping HomeKit. And uh, we'll see um, why they're doing this, uh, this particular protocol. But again, Adobe's entry-level smart home security kit costs $160, but again, it's dropping home kit support. Looks like a base and two or three sensors. Um, yeah, your, your mileage will vary. And a lot of these security platforms are available now at a pretty good price. Virgin Galactic completed its final VSS Unity flight before space ter- uh, tourism debuts. They've been losing about $500 million a year, and uh, they had a very successful flight. Uh, they had a woman pilot uh, from New Mexico, I believe, a first astronaut from New Mexico that uh, was on this particular flight. They uh, went with a crew of, I think, four. Uh, they had, uh, yeah, one, two, three, yeah, all of them were Virgin employees. And uh, flight tourism is, is coming. And uh, each ride, if you want to, uh, to get to space, $450,000 is what the ticket's going to cost you. And uh, at $2 million a ride with four people going, I guess that's the number. Uh, but again, $450,000. Again, I don't know how many people that can fly, but, uh, that's a, that's a big amount of, uh, cashola for sure. Uh, let's get that down around the $4,500 mark. Then I think we can, uh, we can have some action. Twitter space has grown under the weight of Ron DeSantis and Elon Musk. Well, I tell you, they had some challenges during, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, announcement that he was running for president and, uh, they had about a, 380, they hit about 380,000 folks in the Twitter space, the first time they've ever got over 100,000, and the system basically choked on itself. And uh, according to the Washington Post, the uh, stream reached a peak six, of 600,000 people, uh, and basically people were, you know, they couldn't hear their voice or anything. Uh, so it was uh, good and bad, um, but again, they had almost a million people try to get in the room so here's what Twitter needs to do. They need to fix that because Twitch, you know, they're running at uh, 2.5 million folks almost continuously all the time. But again, this was in one channel. So I don't think there's too many Twitch channels that are doing a million people watching it or in, in the space at once. But uh, yeah, so they, they got some work to do on spaces if they want to hold these big, big events, national events like this. If you're a fan of YouTube Stories, well, it's another one that's going to the graveyard. YouTube Stories are going away on June 26th. And this is just another thing that's going to kill. Uh, YouTube first launched this in uh, 2017. YouTube Stories were originally called Reels, which is kind of funny. But uh, you can do Reels still. You can do Shorts now on YouTube. As long as the video is less than a minute, it automatically gets flagged as a, as a short 
but uh, YouTube Stories going away on June 26. TikTok is also testing an AI chatbot for content discovery. You can only test it if you're in the Philippines. The bot is called Taco, T-A-K-O, and it's early stage of testing. So this is a way that they're thinking that uh, users are going to be able to discover, discover content. And again, they're in early stages of testing. And Taco will be able to recommend videos and respond to queries about what users are watching. And uh, so this is... a. Uh, this is early, but despite being an early phase of testing, they're apparently featuring Taco fairly prominently in the app again uh, in, uh, in the Philippines primarily. So we'll see how long before they roll out to the rest of the world. Twitter says startups can experiment with its data for $5,000 a month. I'm going to tell you, for a startup to spend $5,000 a month to, to play with Twitter's data, it's still a lot of money. But I understand these API queries and exchanges, it's very expensive. Every time you do an API call, there's all kinds of stuff that happens there. Uh, you know, we have APIs at Blueberry and those queries go in and hit the database uh, and use resources. API calls can be pretty resource intense depending on what you're doing. But, uh, you know, I don't know. There's no middle tier, 1000 5000 in this custom price enterprise plan. So, Seems like there needs to be something that's in between, but uh, we'll see if Twitter finds their way. Have you ever asked what's the difference between outer space and deep space? Well, I guess there is a difference. Uh, outer space is obviously anything that's uh, between here and like the moon. That's what they're saying. And then anything like beyond the moon is deep space. Uh, to me, you would think that outer space would be... Uh, really kind of in our local area, <laughs> if you can call it that. Of course, we're on a marble that's uh, or orbiting the sun and, you know, with a whole bunch of other planets that are orbiting and interacting in different ways as well. But uh, they, they, scientists really consider deep space uh, any further, anything further away from Earth than our moon. So uh, that is really what the definition of, of deep space is and uh, pretty lonely out there uh, Regardless, this one kind of cracks me up. Um, you know, Jeff Bezos, he's got a, a new fiance reportedly, Lauren Sanchez. And, uh, you know, the only reason I'm kind of covering this in the show is why get married again? <laughs> you know, this guy, you know, why, why just, why get married again? And I wonder if he's going to have a prenup. Uh, you know, as considering how much money that uh, uh, that happened with his with his his first wife, but uh, Bezos has four children, um, and Sanchez has three, uh, two with her ex husband and her oldest with another ex. So, but apparently they got engaged. So, uh, uh, interesting move on his part. He's got the love bug for sure. Tech companies got rid of free your free lunch. Now they're coming for your 401k and healthcare. It's being reported that tech companies are continuing to cut perks and may start lowering 401k matches and healthcare benefits. Most employees won't leave their jobs even after losing perks at once to find the tech industry, but experts said that could change employees' financial incentives were cut. So, uh, you know, I don't see how you can cut benefits like that it's 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 too bad really um 
you know, we, we took on, uh, basically, we did not pass on health care cost increase to our employees just because we wanted to, you know, try to lower the impact of what's going on with this inflation. Uh, you know, but it's a big number every year, the, the benefits packages. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big number. Uh, but, you know, you got to take care of your employees the best you can. OpenAI says it could cease operating in the EU if it can't comply with future regulations. He, CEO Sam Altman has warned that the company may pull its services from the European market in response to AI regulations being developed by the EU. Speaking to reporters after a talk in London, he said he, many, he, said, he said he had many concerns about the EU AI Act, which is currently being finalized by lawmakers. The terms of the act have been expanded in recent months to include new obligations for makers of so-called foundation models. So he said the concern was that systems like ChatGBT would be designated high risk under the EU resolution. That means OpenAI would have to meet a number of safety and transparency requirements. Either we'll have to solve those requirements or not. And there are technical limits to what's possible. In addition, technical challenges, disclosures required under, under the EU AI Act also present potential business threats. One provision in the current draft requires creators of foundation models to disclose details about their system's design, including computing power required, training time, and other relevant information related to the size and power of the model and provide summaries of copyrighted data used for training. Now, OpenAI used to share this sort of information stopped as it has tools have become increasingly commercially valuable. In March, OpenAI's co-founder said that the company had been wrong to disclose so much in the past and that keep and keeping that information like training methods and data sources secret was necessary to stop its work from being copied by rivals. So those of you in the EU, you know, what would you do if you lose ChatGBT? Microsoft reported that Chinese hackers hit key U.S. bases on Guam. And why Microsoft is reporting this, I don't know. But experts say it's one of the largest known cyber espionage campaigns against the U.S. A key U.S. military outpost, Guam's port and air bases would be crucial to any Western response to a conflict in Asia. Beijing has called the Microsoft report highly unprofessional and disinformation. Together with the Five Eyes Alliance, comprising of intelligence agencies of the U.S., Australia, Britain, New Zealand, Canada, Microsoft published details of the malware on Wednesday. The Five Eyes Initiative is a decade-old intelligence sharing agreement. The partners say they aim to educate critical infrastructure providers and corporate users on how to detect and remove malware. Microsoft flagged the breach and says a malicious code was installed to spy and disrupt on communication infrastructure between the United States and Asia during future crises. It targeted, among others, communication, manufacturing, utility, and transportation sectors. The attack was carried out by Chinese state-sponsored cyber group Volt Typhoon and relied on living off-the-land techniques, said the tech company, whatever that means. This involves, oh, here, this, this involves hackers infiltrating local networks to modify their tools and issue commands while remaining largely undetected. So while the U.S. and China regularly accuse each other of spying, the joint five-eye statement is notable. So uh, this is a, it's a big deal. And uh, uh, having lived on Guam for a while, yes, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a gateway to the Pacific, just like Honolulu is. Roblox, Roblox 
Goes to College, a semester-long collaborative course between Parsons Schools of Design and Roblox can come to close. Students and faculty consider what fashion future might look like. So at a recent presentation in New York, Parsons School of Design, students showcased outfits they created over the course of a semester. Looks include a pale pink mock neck top and pants set with deep sea themed patterns, a strapless mini dress made from glimmering gold feathers, and a pattered gown with strings of gravity defying water droplets swirling its orbit. <laughs> None of these clothes are modeled by humans. They don't even exist in the physical world, but they're on Roblox. The nine looks made by the students, again, were made in Roblox. So uh, anyway, there's a picture of it in the, uh, uh, in the article, and it shows the different designs that were uh, came up with. So uh, interesting that they're building stuff in the virtual world. I guess there's design work in the virtual world with all these things being sold as add-ons. I guess there's a future there. Amazon's going to shutter its Chinese app store, the only the one used hardly any by anyone anywhere. Readers could be forgiving for not knowing Amazon operates an app store anywhere. The e-tail Colossus bundles it with the Fire tablets, which run a modified version of, of Android. But they're going to close it in China. Facial recognition system used by UK Metropolitan Police shows racial bias at low thresholds. The UK Parliament has heard that a facial recognition system used by the Metropolitan Police during the King's coronation, can exhibit racial bias. Speaking to the Science Innovation Technology Community, Dr. Tony Mansfield, Principal Research Scientist at the National Physical Library Laboratory, said the NEC-based system used by the Met, the UK's largest police force, again was prone to bias. We find that the system is run at low thresholds, an easy threshold that it does start showing a bias against black males and females combined. So it found that false positive indications increase at lower facial match thresholds between 0.58 and 0.56% and start to show a statistically significant imbalance between demographics with more black subjects having a false positive than Asian or white subjects. So this was running it at a, at a, basically at a lower match rate. At a higher match rate, a 0.64 or higher, they said there was no bias. So that's interesting. You have to have a higher match rate. Verizon is warning customers of ser- excuse me, Verizon is warning customer service employees of impending layoffs. They're sending these jobs overseas. More details will be shared tomorrow. Tomorrow, according to a pre-recorded message, employees receive over 6,000 employees were present. The warnings come just after a month after Verizon posted a quarter one twenty three earnings, which fell short of Wall Street estimates. And uh, the company's lost 127,000 post-paid subscribers. But uh, yeah, they are going to do significant layoffs. Those involved in today's call were told they'd be able to accept a severance offer two weeks per year of tenure or in select cases, apply for roles to transition to the next stage of your career journey. According to internal document provided Verge, those roles revolve around customer experience, loyalty, and technology positions. And the company gave affected workers a deadline of June 7th to make a decision on their preferences according to people who were on the call. Those who apply for new positions not guaranteed to be hired. And for those who don't take the severance package, June 23rd is the date that Verizon will inform the employees of their future in the company. 
So this is uh, not to come as a surprise. Again, cuts across all over the place. Um, our executive producer of the show works for Verizon, and I know what, where he works. I'm not sure if Kirk is going to be affected or not. I did not ask him uh, in Slack tonight in the show notes, but um, yeah. Comcast launches budget cable streaming service, Now TV, for $20 a month. So Comcast is looking to tice its internet customers to sign up for a new streaming plan. Now TV, a new half cable, half streaming service that's available. The service includes 40 plus live channels from A&E, A&E, AMC, Hallmark, Warner Brothers, Discovery Plus, 20 and integrated fast channels from NBC Sky and Izuma Pay. It also includes a subscription to Peacock Premium Plan. Company says the service will be launching in the coming weeks. Available for customers that pay for its internet service, it costs twenty dollars per month. Comcast says that customers can sign up and cancel at any time. There's no contract, and and that it will lock customers. That oh, there's no contract that will lock customers into. That's pretty good. And this is an interesting move for Comcast. It seems like it's taking some of the most popular price, pieces of cable, Bundling it with Peacock and hoping that its internet customers want just a piece of cable and are willing to pay a little bit to get it. And of course, Peacock is definitely the carrot they're dangling for this. So this is a this is a could be a solid strategy for them. So uh, depends on the channel lineup. Again, I, I've always said I don't need sports. You know, I'll take some channels, a few, without sports. But I've gotten so used to being having the cord cut. That at this point, I don't even really think about cable TV anymore. I, I don't. Don't think about it at all because, you know, I, everything I need is uh, on YouTube or uh, available online. Uh, it really, it, I, I may miss out on some stuff, but so be it. Uh, that's life, I guess. All right, everyone. Again, another short show. Record time coming in here. And, uh, No show on Monday because of Memorial Day, obviously. But I'll be back with you a week from today uh, for another edition of the Geek News Central podcast. And I hope you appreciate uh, the show today. And I hope that uh, you stay safe and you have a great Memorial Day weekend. Don't forget about our lit and live and being able to support the show with Value for value and sending over some sats and doing boostograms for the show with those new podcast apps at podcastapps.com. Definitely check it out. And uh, how's the show been? Uh, if you like the little quicker, faster, shorter, audio-only show, if you have, let me know. Give me some feedback. Again, geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com. It's been my pleasure to bring you the podcast. I thank you so much for being here. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you back here a week from today. And again, have a great Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The new Chevy Silverado HD puts you in command. Own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6-liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology and own technology with an available 13.4-inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet.